If you want a sign that humanity's still got it going on. The people are revolting. Welcome to People Are Revolting, a daily dose of disobedience. This article was written by Zane McNeil, originally published at Waging Nonviolence and republished at truthout.org. Vote them out, vote them out, activists chanted outside of lawmakers' offices in West Virginia's capital in late July, as senators considered a bill that would outlaw abortion in West Virginia. One activist held a sign labeled, Don't Tread on Me, below a rattlesnake wrapped around itself, forming a uterus. Another had a white, pink, and blue striped sign, the colors of the transgender flag, stating, Abortion is not just a woman's issue. The West Virginia Republican Party failed to pass an abortion ban during a July special session called by Governor Jim Justice, in part because of activist efforts in the state legislature. Reproductive justice activists made themselves heard by testifying during a public hearing and protesting at the Capitol for over 11 hours. Activists are adamant that their actions, which included speaking at a public hearing, emailing legislators, organizing sit-ins, and packing and protesting at the Capitol, have delayed the vote, leaving abortion legal for an anticipated few weeks. I don't care what anyone says, if we weren't here... This wouldn't have happened. Do not tell me protests and emails to legislators do not work. I just saw it, tweeted Jamie Miller, an abortion escort and executive assistant at ACLU, West Virginia. The legal landscape of abortion rights in West Virginia has been changing rapidly since a reversal of Roe v. Wade in late June. Immediately after the Supreme Court's opinion in Dobbs v. Jackson became public, The only West Virginia clinic offering abortion procedures halted services because it was uncertain if the state's on-the-books abortion ban had automatically gone into effect. After the reversal of Roe, over half the country either immediately initiated their on-the-books trigger bans and pre-Roe abortion bans, or otherwise began enforcing other hostile limitations on individuals' access to abortion. The elimination of the federal protection to abortion procedures led to an immediate nationwide mourning. Quote, There's this gut-wrenching feeling of like, I no longer fully have control over my body and what my choices are if I decide to have children or not, said Rebecca Camp, a non-binary reproductive justice activist who lives in Martinsburg, West Virginia. We keep us safe. The government does not. While most media attention is focused on protests in urban areas like New York and Washington, D.C., those most affected by the fall of Roe reside in states in the Midwest, Appalachia, and the South. Black women and queer people of color in the South, in particular, will disproportionately suffer from the financial and health risks associated with abortion bans. If West Virginia had passed the abortion ban bill, it would have been the first state to do so. However, Since the stalling of the bill on August 5, Indiana became the first post-Roe to sign legislation into law that will ban most abortion in the state. Despite that, reproductive justice organizers refused to give up, according to Peregrine Lloyd, queer activist in Huntington, West Virginia. 
Quote, there's grit, there's hope, there's righteous anger. Some people are hopeless one day, and the next they're proclaiming their solemn duty to fight for the rest of their lives. Reproductive justice activists like Ixia Vega, a community organizer at Planned Parenthood of South Atlantic, West Virginia, feels like national reproductive justice groups see West Virginia as a lost cause. I'm convinced national organizations leave their regional groups out to dry, but like West Virginia is worth fighting for, Vega tweeted. We are worthy of attention that highlights great work and us trying. This community power building is reflected in the work of Holler Health Justice, or HHJ, a West Virginia reproductive justice and harm reduction organization that builds power in Appalachia with communities most disproportionately affected by health inequities, including BIPOC, LGBTQIA plus folk. These are in the rural areas and those with low income. HHJ has continued to offer abortion funding, practical support, and free emergency contraception, despite the continually changing legal landscape in West Virginia. Quote, It's the Appalachian way, Lloyd said, describing the Appalachian organizing model reproductive justice activists have used to respond to this crisis. It's more word of mouth people coming together on a low-key basis and just trying to build community informally. Activists packed the Capitol in Charlestown in late July for the Bands Off Our Bodies rally to voice their dissent at a public hearing hosted by the House. Speakers who were pro-abortion allegedly had their mics cut and received shorter speaking time than those who were anti-abortion. Activists, including Women's Health Center Director Katie Canones, were escorted out of the chambers for shouting their abortion stories. Zach Morton, a minister serving the First Presbyterian Church in Morgantown, called for national attention to the numbers of activists who spoke at the hearing. Hey, national organizers, Morton said, I hope you're paying attention to how many West Virginians have turned up to speak out in opposition to the abortion ban being proposed during this special session. At least two to one. Banning abortion is a queer issue and will disproportionately affect queer and trans people. West Virginia has the highest percentage of trans youth in the country, and transgender people in West Virginia have historically experienced obstacles when accessing health care in general. Reproductive justice activists who protested at the Capitol in late July were conscious that abortion is not just a women's issue, but will affect trans men, non-binary people, and other queer folks. Many of those who protested at the Capitol also identify as queer themselves and face discrimination by lawmakers when sharing their abortion stories at the public hearing. Ash Orr, a trans Appalachian organizer and policy outreach coordinator who uses they-he pronouns, was repeatedly misgendered by a moderator during the public hearing. Despite sharing their pronouns and writing their pronouns on the sign-up sheet next to his name, or had their mic cut off and was escorted off the floor. Delegates allegedly laughed at them and called him an abomination. Or statement which included their experience as a childhood rape victim and abortion patient was later shared fully on the Senate floor by Senator Shelley Moore Capoto. Or emailed Senator Mike Azinger after their full statement was shared, writing the quote, Given your statements on the floor, it is evident that you neither care for children or adults who are the victims of rape. 
Azinger responded via email four hours later, saying the arrogance of some people. Why do you assume I know about your pathetic statement? Capito read on the floor. You were born a female and always, always will be a female. And you are the one who does not care about victims of rape. If they get pregnant, you want them to kill their baby, which they'll live with for the rest of their life. Some of these people just fucked them. Despite the egregious treatment or received from West Virginia's legislature, they refused to stop fighting for reproductive justice. For the rest of my days, Orr tweeted, I will never stop fighting for my community, for queer joy, for bodily autonomy, or for better days. I am exhausted, but I am still standing. Activist success in stalling the passage of an abortion ban and their adamant dedication to abortion rights in West Virginia have led Democratic lawmakers to suggest that abortion rights should be voted on via a ballot measure. Despite Senate Minority Leader Stephen Baldwin's statement that the right to an abortion should be voted on by West Virginians themselves, the governor is adamant that this should be decided by the legislature and the attorney general. While a ballot measure in Kansas earlier this month was rejected, leading activists in West Virginia to potentially support a similar initiative. Other activists are reminded of West Virginians voting in 2018 by a slim majority to approve a constitutional amendment stating, quote, Nothing in this Constitution secures or protects a right to abortion. While abortion rights are still in limbo, they remain legal in West Virginia for the time being. At the same time, activists are working to raise funds to support the state's only abortion clinic, which continues to provide abortion care to West Virginians. If you want to check out back episodes of People Are Revolting, just go to peoplearerevolting.com. You can also follow on Twitter at People Revolting. Keep revolting, and thanks for listening. If you want the sign that humanity's still got it going on. The people are revolting. I think you just nailed it.